Our next guest, it, it seemed like about 15 years ago, everything he touched did turn to gold. Uh, you know, we, we love to relive the glory moments of past playoffs, obviously, but I really love living in the moment as well, especially uh, tonight as the Oilers get ready to take on the Jets in Game 1. Uh, the first round in the North Division playoffs. So finally, we get that chance again to just give, create some new memories. But, you know, it's still fun. You look back at 2017 and the intensity that went on there and a couple of rounds. And then, of course, we all remember 2006 and the cup run to Raleigh, North Carolina. It was fun at the time, so fun, especially to watch uh, Fernando Pisani rise to the role of playoff hero. Bergeron snaps it up now to Pisani, now to Torres, to Tarnstrom, to Jason Smith, to Pisani. He's in alone! Scores! That's great to hear the great Rod Phillips just going to end. Really rolled that R on the Fernando Pisani. Guess who's joining me right now? That's the man, Fernando. How are you? Nice to have you here. I'm good. How are you getting here? Oh, I'm doing pretty well. Do you still get a little buzz when you hear stuff like that? Even yeah, 15 yeah. years later? Never get, never get tired of hearing it, so... Well, why would you? What a buzz. What a, what a blast that was. Like, from, from our point of view as fans, to watch it all go on and just to, to be within that, give us give us some insight into the the intensity of the time. You know, it was a long run up to that Stanley Cup final, but, uh, you know, just to, to be in that final and that feel, uh, you know, do you still remember it vividly? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You, those are things that you'll, you'll never forget and, you know, just even the first game, uh, you know, getting into the playoffs and then, you know, getting into the dressing room and just, it was just a different, different level of intensity. And, you know, the first game, jumping on the ice, it's it's a fresh start for everybody. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was fun because it, it was a great group of guys that we had, you know, great leadership, uh, you know, the coaching was, was top notch and uh, just the preparation that, uh, that everybody had and then took their game to another level. So it was uh, something yeah. you'll never forget. Well, and it, it was cool seeing the reaction to the fans. And we had people actually drive down to Raleigh, North Carolina from Edmonton and to go, hey, I was broadcasting uh, live via satellite from Raleigh, North Carolina, just outside the arena and interviewing your dad. That was oh, cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, yeah, it was a long, long way to get out there. But, uh, you know, the fan support was, was phenomenal. And, uh, you know, it was great great to see people uh, and you know what even in the town and how excited they were and um you know it was funny because one day i woke up and uh, someone put a, a huge 15 foot oil derrick on just on in my cul-de-sac there right in front of my house so uh someone took the turn to, to build that and put that on there and uh yeah it was it's just it's it's fun and, and just how crazy people went yeah, boy, it'd be nice to relive that again. We actually saw that a little bit in 2016. It wasn't maybe uh, as intense because they only made it for a couple of rounds, but it was nice to see that again. Do you? Th what do you think? As so now, you've been in the midst of those wars. You've been in the midst of a professional great hockey team. Uh, what do you? What are you expecting from this edition of the Oilers? Do you see any similarities, differences? You know, just as you're looking at it, I'm curious about your perspective. Yeah, you know what? It's 
it's you know they're called the biggest ace in, in that's Connor McDavid. You know we we never had that that type of player. So um, you know he's a player that can win games on his own. So um, yeah, you know it's just uh, you know I, I wish we had that type of player because uh, I'm sure the result would have been uh, a, a lot different. But uh, yeah, and this team, you know they've they've got. Uh, you know, they got Connor, they got Leon, and, and those guys can carry, you know, the brunt of the load. But you know, the best thing about the playoffs is anybody can step up. Anybody yeah. can take the opportunity and, and make the most of it. And that's what's fun about every year in the playoffs. It's not just always, you know, your star players. It's different different guys elevating their game and, and giving you that upper opportunity to win. So, and, and I think the owners have that, you know, this year. I think they can... You know, certain guys, you know, Pooley Arby's, you know, had a good year. And it'll be, it'll be interesting to see who can, who can take that next, take their game to the next level. Well, and that's that's pretty much what you did because you know you you're having a good career, everything was going, but it, it, the the star kind of erupted during that playoff. Uh, was it just uh, you know hard work and paying off with a bit of extra luck? Was it just right place at the right time, or was it just exactly like what you you just described? Is you know someone who was able to take take the moment and, and rise yeah. to it? it? You know what? It's a combination of everything. You know, it's you know a little bit of luck. Uh, um, you know, elevating your game, being excited about the opportunity, and, and you know that's the biggest thing is you never know when you'll get that opportunity again. Every time you step at the playoffs, you know you have you have a chance to win, and you know every kid growing up wants that opportunity. And you know it's uh, you know for me it was a combination of our line clicking at the right time, you know, getting some lucky bounces, and then when you do. Just continue to roll, and you know everything seemed to kind of be clicking for us. And yeah, it was uh, it was a roller coaster. It was a fun, uh, you know, it was a fun ride to have. Ultimately, you know, the goal, you know, things, you know, every year when they hand out the trophy, and uh, you know, it always brings back that moment. Uh, you know, uh, I wasn't the one receiving that trophy, so that's that's always tough to to see and tough to watch. Hey, Morley Scott's uh, on the line here as well. Uh, you want to jump in on this, Morley? Yeah, sure. Hey, Fernando, how are you? Hey, Morley. Good. How you doing? Uh, I want to take you back to 2006. Uh, we heard that Rod call of your goal. I think that was your fifth goal of the playoffs in the Detroit series. Do you have uh, one of those 14 goals you scored? Do you have one that's maybe the most memorable for you? Um, yeah, you know, I, I would say the, the Game 5 overtime winner. Obviously, that to me was... Uh, a pretty special moment. It was uh, it was a little nerve wracking being on the ice because if they scored, we were done. So um, and and being you know the only person in like a final history to score a game winning overtime goal was pretty uh, was pretty special. But uh, yeah, that seemed to kind of give us that extra jump. And then you know we came back here in, in game six, and you know uh, we we kind of steamrolled them a little bit. And uh, you know game seven. It was uh, kind of your pregame nap and getting ready for the game, and I couldn't sleep. I was just so so excited and so you know so confident that we were gonna you know we were gonna win the cup. Like you know, you, you don't really realize that until well, I never, anyways, I didn't realize that until game seven, and I'm sitting there laying, trying to have a, a nap and get rested, and I'm like, holy God, this is this is really happening. <laughs> So it was, uh, yeah, but it was definitely the, the game five overtime winner. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, do you see anyone on this Oilers team that can play the role that you played in 06, a guy who's going to maybe be able to step up and surprise people and, and just bang in a bunch of goals? Um, yeah, it's, you know, it's a tough one because uh, it, it's, uh, it seems to be a revolving door on, on certain positions and guys coming in and out of the lineup. So um, I, I'm going to stick with local, and I, and I told Terry Jones the same thing that, uh, you know, maybe maybe Tyler Ennis can be that, that player because I think he's um, he can play anywhere in your lineup. He can play fourth line, third line, second, first. So, um, if he gets if he gets going, then uh, you know maybe he can he can take his game to that next level and uh, you know help out the group and uh, you know just chip in some goals. And then once it's like anything, once you get going, um, you know you just get on a little heater and hopefully he can ride that in. You know what? I was curious. We we talked earlier in the morning about not having fans in the stands and the playoff atmosphere and how much a team can feed off that, especially at, at home because it's your home crowd and that kind of thing. Uh, can can you imagine what it's like to to go in and have that kind of an intense game and not have fans and, and trying to manufacture that own intensity uh, uh, on your own? Yeah, I, you know what? I couldn't imagine that to be honest. It was I I always remember when I got to the rink and we were getting ready to go out for warm up. You can just you can feel the energy. You can feel the you know like just the whole place was just buzzing, and it was you know that that makes you as a player like oh boy here we go you know like this is this is fun. This is why you play the game for for these opportunities. So to go into a rink and, and, and manufacture that that's that's not easy. Cool. Fernando, where are you going to be watching? Sitting at home watching the TV, yelling at it, listening to the radio, yelling at it? What are you going to do? <laughs> no, I'll watch. I'm, I'm going to be watching. And I, I just kind of sit back and, and watch it and enjoy it. And, uh, it's a little different now. You get to kind of have a beer and, and watch the game and just kind of chill and, uh, and just kind of soak it in. Do you yell at your TV? No, no, no. I just kind Come of... Come on, where's your intensity, man? <laughs> where did it go? Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, maybe a couple times here and there, but uh, something, you know, a, a glaring mistake happens. But I kind of sit back and watch and enjoy it. And, uh, you know, use it as I, I teach the kids a little bit here and there while we're watching the game and just, you know, pointing out plays that certain guys do. So that's kind of that's kind of the extent of what I do. Perfect, Fernando Pisani. Great talking to you. Great hearing some of your memories, and uh, I appreciate you joining us this morning. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Take care. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.